0: Restoration Church, we focus on reaching the lost, reviving their lives with the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, and restoring hearts, minds, and relationships through the power of the gospel. We are a church equipping and empowering the body of Christ to reach their full potential in Christ. We are led by Lead Pastor Rex and Jennifer Hare. We hope you are encouraged by this morning's message.
1: talk to you about out of Romans chapter 8. I mean it's like Romans chapter 8. We man. should get talked about Romans chapter 8. Yeah. Uh, Apostle Paul wrote Romans chapter 8 with some serious instruction and a lot of people think you know Apostle Paul is probably ready to charge hell with a water pistol after Romans chapter 8. If you go read the last few verses ten the 12 verses of Romans chapter 8 you think Apostle Paul Is ready to take on all hell But if you go read Romans chapter 9 Apostle Paul is dealing with this thing called depression Amen Go read it for yourself He's dealing with depression He was like Elijah After he defeated the prophets of Baal And a few days later he was running from Jezebel Anybody remember that story? The point I'm trying to make in this life There's going to be ups and downs Come on In this life there's going to be things that we face That we do not understand While we're going through it. We question God, we ask God, but there's one truth that we must understand today, church. If we don't understand anything, if you don't get anything out of what I'm saying today, God's word will stand. Yeah. He will not pass until his will, <laughs> it will accomplish what he chose beforehand to accomplish. I hear people asking me all the time. And I have a friend of mine asking me this week. Pastor Rex, what do you think? There's a Rex they that addressed me as Rex and a good friend of mine, a co-worker. What do you think is next? I said, I think the coming of the Lord is next. Yeah. That's what I think. But I think the church that Jesus himself is about ready to split that eastern sky and come back for a church that's without spot or wrinkle. Amen. Amen. And you say, well, Pastor Rex, that's that's kind of scary to me. And I'm not going to preach on the rapture of the church, but we may touch on it a little bit today. It shouldn't be scary to you if you know Jesus because he covers your sins. Amen. He that knew those sin became sin for us. We don't rely on our own righteousness today here, but we rely on the righteousness of Jesus Christ, who sits at the right hand of the Father, ever making intercession for us. Amen. Let's give him a hand clap of praise this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. That's how I can tell I feel like preaching. Now we have got an extra off day this week for Labor Day, so I'm going to double up on y'all today. Amen. 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 Romans chapter 8, verses starting with verse 29. It starts out slow, but y'all hang on with me. We're going to go through some things here this morning. We're going to talk about some things. Romans 8 and 29, it says, For those God foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the likeness of the Son, that how he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And verse 30 says, And those he predestined, he also called. Those He called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. Next verse says, "What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us?" Think about that for a moment. Who did not, He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also, along with Him, graciously give us all things? Amen. Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. He who is He that condemns Christ, condemns Christ Jesus who died more than that who was raised alive hallelujah who is at the right hand of god also interceding for us all the church said amen Amen. Amen. who shall separate us from the love of christ shall trouble our hardship our persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword Then he takes it a second he says as it is written for your sake we face death all the day long we are considered sheep to be slaughtered. Well, that's pretty brutal, isn't it? But he's going to go with the father. He says, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You're more than a conqueror today, by the way. Amen? For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons nor the present nor the future nor any powers neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ." Jesus, our Lord. Stretch your hands this way one more time. Ask God to anoint us for the preaching and the teaching of this word. Father, I'm nothing without you. I can do nothing without you, but I ask you, Holy Spirit, to speak in us and through us today. Let us be recipients of your word. Let us be changed by it. May, it speak, may we be forever uh, in, in, Lord, encouraged by your word and changed by it. And may we be world changers as we leave this place as the body of Christ. And all the church said, Amen. And amen. amen. Now, the Apostle Paul starts out and he talks about in verse 39, he says, in 29, he says, for there is some things that change and there's some things that don't. So the whole plan that God had from the foundation of the earth, the reason he sent Jesus, amen, have you believe that? John 1 says, Genesis 1 says, in the beginning, right? Yeah. Guess who was there in the beginning? Yeah. Can you say that word Jesus? It yeah. said in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Yeah. And all this from the beginning. Jesus was at the beginning. Come on. Yeah. Jesus will be at the end. Come on, church. Y'all yeah. gonna help me today. So the word, who is Jesus himself, was at the beginning. He was slain from the foundations of the earth. We sang that song this morning that David and and and, and uh, Jordan and uh, Colin do a wonderful job at. When I was your foe, still your love fought for me. You have been so, so kind to me. Can I tell you, when you was lost, when you didn't know Jesus, when you were running from God, there was a God that loved you and thank God he pursues you. Amen. 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 So from the foundation of the earth, God's plan is not for you to die lost and go to hell or anybody to die lost and go to hell. Isn't that what John tells us? It's not his plan in John chapter 3 for any to die lost and go to hell, but all to come to a place of repentance. So, Paul is telling us here, his whole goal is for Christ to make us into the image of Christ. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. To look like him. People say, well, what does God look like? Look in the mirror. Yeah. We were created in the image of God. Yeah. You say, well, maybe God won't look like me when I get up in the morning. I hope God don't look like me. <laughs> I hope he looks like one. Well, you know, I was watching a football game yesterday, and they had this uh, this... Athlete that was injured and they had a boy that had a shirt off looking at his shoulder. And then, you know, they got these tents now that they put them in. They were looking at his shoulder. He had made a hard hit and uh, probably bruised or got a stinger. Anybody playing football got a stinger, yeah. basically your arm and everything goes numb. Yeah. So they're looking at good news. Is this the this, this, this suited athlete? It's a very good athlete was injured, but he's okay. just had a bruise to his shoulder. But I thought, man, I wish I had arms like this guy. I mean, he looks like a machine. You know, he's—he's he's image. If I had a picture of what my God looked like, it's not some fat guy sitting on the couch eating Cheetos. Come on, man. Yeah. When I have an image of what my God looks like, he is a warrior. Come on. And the Bible said he's going to one day place everything under his feet. Come on, church. Help me today. If I have an image when I'm in the battle of my life and in spiritual warfare, as Apostle Paul said we would have it. I don't have an image of my God sitting over in the corner, sucking his thumb, begging for some help. I have an image in my mind of a God who's coming one day on a white horse. And he's gonna make things right, that wrong. I have an image of what my God is because the Word of God tells me what that image is. He also tells me that I am made in His likeness, Eric. He tells me that I can look like Him if I choose to do so. The closer I come to Him, the more I read of His Word, the more I go to Him in prayer. I begin to look like Him. Yes. The church effectiveness is not based on what we do in this room, but the church's effectiveness is what we do in our prayer rooms. Come on, you said, "Well, Pastor Rex, what was Paul saying? Paul was saying things are not always going to be good, but our God is good." Amen. And things are going to there's going to be weapons formed against us, but they won't prosper. Amen. How many has ever had a weapon formed against you? Amen. Amen. He also said in one place, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. Everybody under the sound of my voice battles strongholds every day. I'm not talking about directly attached to your life, but you around people and you come in battle and you come in a a circumstance or in a room with somebody that's got a stronghold in their life in a day. Come on.
0: It's time for us to
1: see it the way it is, church. People that don't know Jesus, and there's even some followers that have strongholds attached to the yeah. life. Oh, yeah, we're attached yeah, yeah. yeah. to You say, well, Pastor Rex, am I possessed? No, but you can't be upright. Come on. Yeah. Come on. we we'll do go somewhere with this for, if you guys will help me. So Paul is saying here, back to the point, he says, we are called to fulfill his purpose. Yeah. And outside of God, our purpose has no place of contentment. Come on. You look for people that don't, they're not content. They don't have a place of contentment. Yeah. You find people that don't have a place of contentment, most of all, most of the time, it's because they forgot their purpose.
0: Yeah.
1: My purpose as a man of God on this earth is not to, hear me today, church, is not to fulfill my plan. Yeah. But my plan and purpose on this earth is to fulfill the plan that God has for me. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. 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 Amen. People say to Pastor X, how do we know the plan of God? Scripture tells us in Micah that we have to seek justice, to love mercy, to walk humbly with my God. Yeah. Yeah. So if I was looking for something or some roadmap or some beginner, David, to start, I'm going to seek justice. I want to love mercy. If I love mercy, I want to get mercy. Come on, church. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to walk humbly with my God. Humility is the opposite of pride. Pride that goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before foul. You find somebody that thinks too much of themselves, they are being manipulated by the spirit of witchcraft and they will fall. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm talking to somebody today. Hear me what I'm saying today, church. We know people that battle things that maybe they're they're not possessed by them, but they are oppressed by them. Yes. Yeah.
0: And it may be that they don't want to be there. It
1: may be a generational. We don't even talk about these things in the church, but we're going to start talking about
0: amen It may
1: be a generational curse. Your grandfather may have had an addiction to sex and that affects you. Come on, somebody. Right. Yeah. right. Your parents may have an addiction to alcohol or drugs and that affects you. Come on, help me, yeah. in the church. Yeah. Yeah. What Paul was stating here is God created us to become like Christ. Yeah. And the yeah. only way to... Become like Christ is become less like us. Come yes. on. Amen. And the only way for us to love people, the way Christ loved people, David, is to be more like Christ. Jerry Carr has a saying, less of me, more of you. Isn't that right, Jerry? We talk about that a lot. Amen. But can I tell you today, the most humble prayer that we can have is to Almighty Father Himself is to say, Lord, help me to look like your son Jesus. Come yes. on. Yes. Yeah, Jesus wasn't always approved of, wasn't he? Matter of fact, it's the religious that put Jesus on the cross. All the church said amen. Yeah. amen. They wanted Barabbas instead of Jesus, right? Barabbas was a non-criminal. Criminal. He was a murderer. He was a thief. But they chose Barabbas, right? Yeah. Y'all know, remember the story? It was custom to release prisoner in the prisoner in the festival. Come on. Yeah. They chose rabbis not Jesus, but Jesus was filling his pur- purpose, fulfilling yes. his purpose there. Yeah. So Paul goes on to say, he said, we are justified in verse 30 by the blood of Christ. How we justified? Jesus's Jesus' blood justifies us because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Yeah. Yeah. If Jesus Christ hadn't gone on the yeah. cross, we'd all be on our way to hell trying to find a kill another goat or another dove to cover our sins. Come on. Yeah. He that knew no sin became sin for us So we are justified by the blood of Christ Without the shedding of blood There is no remission of sins We are glorified and we are made like him By the power Of the Holy Spirit living inside of us yeah.
0: So the
1: justification Comes by the power Of Christ Notice I had not said anything about us yet yeah. So the justification Comes by the power of Christ And me receiving him Come on Seek justice, remember, love mercy, walk holy with your God. So there's three things that have to happen. I have to seek justice. If I seek justice, I want to do what's right. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. God didn't save you to give you a license to sin just to get your get it in the heaven card and live like the devil. Come on. Amen. God didn't save me to go live like the devil all oh, week and go shut the clubs down. Come on. I know this is not popular, but we're going to preach it today. Yeah. God didn't save me to go run people down and talk about people and hurt people. Come on, and hold this grudges against my family. Come on, right. help right. me today. Right. God saved me to look like Him. And if I'm going to look like Him, I have to humble myself before Him. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, we talk about people in the Bible. We talk about these apostles that have power. Amen. Have you know that Peter and John walked by a man and their shadow healed him?
0: Yeah.
1: That's right. Now in order for these two men to shadow to heal somebody, they had to have something that affected that shadow. Yeah. I feel like Peter and John looked like Jesus. Come on. Yeah. Right. They said silver and gold, we don't have such as we have, we give it up. Right. They were willing to give away, come on, help me today, church. Right. right. They were willing to give away. Come on.
0: Yeah. They were
1: willing to give away what they did, what they had. Right. right. They were willing to separate themselves from what they had. And they knew Christ was in them But they were willing to give it away to someone else And one man's many people This man in this story here Life was changed because they were willing to give it away Now Apostle Paul Goes back to the truth in verse 31 He goes back to the truth what he knows He said what shall we say then In response to this If God is for us who can be against us He's asking us a question So what is the response That we're needing If God's for me who can be against me? Amen Right. Amen. Yeah. Do we ever tell the devil that? No way. Come on, because he's going to talk to you if you oh, listen. Yeah. He's going to use people to talk to you. And sometimes the Bible says he's accuser of the brother. Yeah. The Bible also says he's a liar and the father of all lies. Amen. Yeah. And the truth yeah. is not in him. Right. You know, matter of fact, uh, the, it was brought up to Jesus one day about Satan. And Jesus just said, hm, you're talking about Satan? He said, yeah. He said, uh, I saw him fall by the light.
0: Right.
1: There was no arrogance there. That was Jesus knowing who He is. Come on, yeah. He has been, He has always been, Brother Keith, and He always will be. So when I go to the throne room of grace, and He's all right if I preach a little bit right here. I don't need to go as a beggar. I need to go understanding that I have been saved by the blood of the Lamb and I have been restored through the blood of Jesus Christ to come boldly to the throne of grace where I receive help, hope, and healing in my hour of need. God didn't save you. If somebody needs to hear this today, I'm going to preach. I don't care if the devil don't like it. I'm going to preach today. God didn't save you to be a wimpy Christian sitting in the corner, sucking your thumb, asking God and begging God for you some help when you have all of heaven because of what Jesus did at your hand as long as you're in fellowship with him. Oh. Yes. Amen. Let's give him some praise today. He said, "What do I say to the accusations that come against me? This is what I say: If God is for me, who can be against me? I said, If He's for me, who can be against me? I said, If He's living for me, He's living. He lives that I live. Come on, because He lives, I shall live also. Anybody remember the guy named Bill Gaither? Anybody ever heard Bill Gaither?" Wrote thousands and thousands of gospel songs over the years. He saw, wrote this song. Some of our older folks are going to understand this. Y'all remember the song, Because He Lives? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because He Lives, because He lives. I can face the Because He lives. All fear is gone. Because I know who holds the future. And life is worth the living just because He lives. John. Listen, I don't get to where I am in Christ because I serve a dead God. I get to where I am in him because I serve a God that will place everything under his feet. Yeah. And not one attack of the enemy can change. Come on, church. Today, Not one attack of the enemy. He can take my life, David, but he cannot take what Jesus gave me. Yeah. The, the Bible says he is not giving us a spirit of fear. But a power in love and love of a sound mind. Yes, Amen. Right. So fear is not that itself. The Bible says it has to do with punishment, doesn't it, Brother Keith? Yeah. Scripture says that fear has to do with punishment. Yeah. We're not condemned by the Spirit of God. We are condemned by our sin. Yes. Amen. And you say, well, Pastor Rex, what does that have to do with what Paul was saying? A lot of times we think about in parallel with our life with the world. Yeah. But when you are a follower of Jesus. We don't look like the world looks no more. Next scripture, I mean, uh, next scripture is 32. He goes on to say, okay, we've got little guy right here. He says, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. Notice the little dashes right there. He's pausing there for a moment. He said, how will he not also, along with him, who is he talking about? He's talking about Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith, the one who gave up the ghost and said, it is finished. Come on. The one that went to hell and took the keys of death, hell, and grave. Along with him. Come on. Along with him. He is my salvation. He is my life. He is my Jehovah Jireh. He is my Jehovah Rapha. He is my healer. He is my redeemer. He is my Lord. He is my savior. He is my victory. He is my healing. Come on. that yeah. I don't have to worry about the world and the attacks of this world. Me and my wife are having a conversation about things we've had to deal with. And I told her to tonight night as we were sitting at the dinner table talking, or actually sitting on the couch, you know, we have we have dinner on the couch often. Oh, Y'all may not <laughs> We are sitting there and we're talking about things that we've been through. Yeah. And she said these words. We'd probably be a lot further along if we prayed about it a lot more than we talked
0: about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I needed to hear that. Mm-hmm. You don't need to hear stuff like that Amen. But when we give it to God Because when we, we try to reach him Within our own self and try to fix it We can't yeah. But when we give it to him we're saying we can't yeah. We're saying God I can't But you can Yeah. So he said how will he not Also with him Graciously give us all things Now he's saying something Right here How will he not along with him it's talking about Jesus, right? How will He not, along with Him, graciously give us all things? Now, if somebody graciously gives you something, that means they want to give it to you. That's right. That's
0: right.
1: Mercy is giving something to somebody that they don't deserve. Come on, that's what mercy is. Right. But grace is the unmerited favor of God, and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm thankful that every time I sin, I'm not backslidden. I just need to repent and get back up. Come on. Yeah. If it was that easy, none of us would make it in. Come on. Isn't that what Paul said? Yeah. Amen. If it was that easy to be gone, none of us would make it. But what I want to hear is the voice of the Holy Spirit saying repent.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Be a person of repentance. Yeah. Yeah. Because repentance is a turning from something. Come on. We don't talk about that a lot in the churches anymore. Repentance and conviction of the Holy Spirit is a good thing here. Right. If the Holy Spirit checks me and come on, anybody ever been there and tells you not to say something and it's right here and you're going to And the Lord's like, mm-hmm, don't, don't say that, it. And you're like, mm-hmm, you to it. Yeah. <laughs> anybody ever been there? Amen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of times the greatest power of the Holy Spirit is shutting our mouths. Come on. Amen. The greatest manifestation of that. Right? Yeah. I know that's not some of y'all, that's when you're theologians.
0: Really
1: Romans 8 33. Let's so move to the next verse. He said, "Who will bring any charge against us? Those whom God has chosen. It is God who justifies."
0: Yeah.
1: Another verse. I know you hear this a lot. I see this a lot on social media. Only my God can judge me. People living in sin. Only God can judge me. You can't judge me. That should scare you to death.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Because God, who is a just God, is going to judge us all. By that. Right. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So that should scare us to death. But what Paul is talking about here, it is God who justifies us. It's not a man. If you look for your your confirmation in a man, you're going to be miserable and you're going to be a people pleaser. Come
0: on.
1: Anybody ever dealt with that? You're going to be a people pleaser. If you want to please everybody, go sell ice cream. Come on. Amen. Amen. And then you're gonna have somebody that's gonna complain because you don't have the right flavors or the prices to too high. Right. Yeah. Or my cone's are oh, already melted. You know what I'm saying? Somebody but if you want to be a if you want to be a God believer, you focus on the person of Christ. Yeah. And when you focus on the person of Christ, we have to understand that I don't have to get good enough to receive anything from God. Jesus made me good enough. And when God, when, see, when God the Father looks at us he is looking through the blood of Jesus Christ seeing us now again that's not a license to sin that's comfort to know that when I can do all I can do there's still a God there doing more than I can do come on and he shall fulfill it in us okay he that's beginning a good work in you will fulfill it until the day of redemption right amen verse 34 it's God who justifies he who is he that condemns Christ Jesus who died more than that that was raised alive at the right hand of God. What we talked about last week. Yeah. He is what doing what for us? Interceding for us. Yeah. Why did Jesus come to the world? I'm going to give you the gospel in just a nugget right here. Because Jesus, because God knew that they had to be something that would counsel sin. Come on. Yeah. C-A-N-C-E-L Capsule sin Jesus is the only one that can capsule sin Remember in the Old Testament Brother Keith they had to make sacrifices And the priests they tied ropes Come on to their feet And around their ankles Because if they were living in sin And they went into the Holy of Holies And they had sinned in their life They could die in the presence of God But thanks be unto God Who gave us Jesus Come on Come on Yeah and, and he gave us Jesus that because we can, Hebrew Hebrews says, we can come boldly to the throne of grace. Yes. Amen. That means I don't have to, listen, if you need me to pray for you, you know I'm your pastor and I will do that. I will bombard heaven with you and agree with you. Yes. But you don't have to come to the pastor to get some help. You can talk straight to him, God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You can get some help from him. Amen. Amen. Yeah. He says, more than that, he was raised to life. You know why you can get help from him? Because he was raised to life. Wow. What brought him back to life? The power of the Holy Spirit. What rolled that stone away from the grave? The power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. If he can roll stones away, if he can make sinew come back to bones that are laid, if a dead man can be thrown on the bones of a come on somebody, yeah. if the dead man can can be thrown on the bones of a man that lives righteously before God. Tell me God's through about his church today. Amen. You say what, Pastor Rex? You know, I'm, I'm already undignified. You know, I spit on people. i try trying to stay away from everybody. You know, I get loud. You know, if, if you don't like loud preachers, I'm sorry. I'm just going to move on. But what I'm trying to say today, church, is we need to get excited about what we know. Amen. And what I know is that when I'm not good enough, he is. Amen. And what I know is when my life's falling apart, he is. What I know is what happens tomorrow, he is. Come on. Yes. What yes. I know is what's going to happen next week, it don't matter what the devil is said he is. Yes. He has always been and always will be. Come right. on. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He was raised alive. And is the right hand of the God, of God yeah. ever making intercession for the kingdom for you and me?
0: Yes.
1: Ever making intercession. That means, Miss Marianne God the Father knows that Jesus was on this earth and He dealt with the pain and hurt and loss like he did.
0: Yeah.
1: You might <laughs> remember, I remember the Gospels when Jesus was standing looking down on the Jerusalem, and the Bible said He will Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: because He longed for them to come to know Him, but He knew lots would not come to know Him. Yeah. Remember when he was at the tomb of Lazarus, the Bible said he wept. Yes. Because he knew that Lazarus' sister was hurting suffering, loss, and suffering, lost, and lost a loved one. He wept because he was touched by what she was going through. Right. And Lazarus was also his friend that he lost. Yeah. So we don't come to a God today that can't feel what we're feeling. Come on. And don't know what we're going through and what we're walking through. We know we serve a God who knows that. Yeah. Amen. He is a God who he says, who he says he is, he is. Next verse says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or so? He's covering a lot right here. Yeah. Anybody ever been in trouble? Come on. Not going to help me today. Questions and answers. This is it. This is enough. Come on, guys. good. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all trouble?
0: You ever been in trouble?
1: Yeah. You ever had some hardships in your life? Yeah. You ever been through some stuff that you just can't change and you're dependent on God or somebody else to help you? Come on.
0: Yeah. Depend on God. Yeah.
1: Our persecution, the church across the world is going to be persecuted. It is now. Yeah, there are people in the Middle East and in foreign countries giving their life for the gospel today. Amen. Come on. In Afghanistan, there are followers of Christ giving their life today. And we're we're persecuted. These folks are giving their life, and our folks won't even go to church. If your faith won't. I'm going to preach right here. If your faith won't get you to church, I'm very doubtful it's going to get you to heaven. Was I supposed to say that? But what I'm telling today, church, is hear this: There's a falling away coming to the church and people are being deceived by the masses, but he's going to have a church. And that church is gonna be without spot already. Amen. And that church is gonna have an anointing on them like they never have before. Yes. But you and I, we don't suffer persecution for it. We already are. Yes. It's just on a lighter level. You said Pastor Rex, how do I do that? Stand for what's right and see what happens to you today in today's society. Right. Amen. Start naming things that God calls murder. Come on. What the world calls convenience. <laughs> it's my body. It's my life. You don't get to tell me. The Word of God tells me that He's going to separate the wheat from the chaff.
0: Yeah,
1: There's a separation coming that we don't want to talk about in the churches today, but there's also anointing coming for the true followers of Jesus Christ. Come on. You're going to be world changers and you're going to be world shakers. You say, well, Pastor X, why are you still here doing what you do? Because I'm going to be a part of the ones that win. Come on. Yeah, I've already read the back of the book. I know what's going to happen. We win. Come on. Yes,
0: exactly. It don't
1: matter how far behind we get here. We win. Come on. Yeah. It don't matter. So you he's saying here is persecution or famine. Are there famines in the world? Yes. yes. Yeah. Or danger or nakedness or danger or sword. These two run hand in hand. So all these things, can they separate us from God? No. They can change our situation of our life, but there's nothing that can separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. They didn't give it and they can't take it away. They can take this sickness or disease or people could take my life, but my home eternally is in heaven. The box apostle Paul said it like this To be absent from the body Is to be present with the Lord He sprinted to his death Because he understood That all that was rubbish behind him. He said these words, David, and I get excited. Every time the Holy Spirit reminds me of these words, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I consider it all rubbish that I might know Jesus and the power of his resurrection. Amen. You Pastor Rex, what did Paul see? Paul said, the gates open wide. I feel like Paul probably saw Brother Keith, y'all help me preach right here. I feel like he probably saw Stephen on the other side that was martyred for the faith. I feel like He's seen some of the ones in the Old Testament that make heaven their home. Can I tell you, if we begin to see a vision of heaven, you will not be earthly minded. Hallelujah. 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 He said, can nakedness or danger or sore, it can't separate us. Does it affect us? Yes. We're in a real world. We have real needs. Come on. Yeah. We have real struggles. Come on, we're here. Yeah. Next verse, Romans eight and thirty-six says, "As it is written, as it is written, these people in the Middle East, come on, yeah, we face we face death all the day long. We are considered the sheep to be slaughtered. Yeah. that's right. Come on, you yeah. want to know where it came from? It came from the dis. It came from the open obedience of Abraham. Come on, yeah. that's where it came from. Yeah. come on." You want to know why the Middle East is a mess right now? Because there's two faiths. Come on, help me, church. And they don't like each other. And the Bible says they will never like each other. Come on. There's one that came from disobedience, and there's one that came from the throne room of God. And they're constantly at war against each other. That's the reason Paul said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness in high places. It's a spiritual fight. Let's move on. He says, we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. People say all the time, you know, I hear people tell me all the time, you Christians are crazy. (laughs) You Christians are fanatics. (laughs) Christians, people think y'all better than other people. I don't. I don't think I'm better than other people. I'm thankful if I'm not who I used to be. Yeah. Amen. I don't ever want to go back to what I used to be. Yeah. If we get saved and there's always a longing to go back to what we used to be, we're probably not
0: saved.
1: Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Did he say that? Yeah. Yes, he did. A lot of times we're so earthly minded, we're so no heavenly good. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. We're thinking about what we can get instead of what God needs to do through us. Next verse where i like not nah, Hang out right here. Eight, Romans 8 and 37. No, in all things we are more than conquerors through him. Yeah. That loved us. Yeah. Or who loves us. Yeah. Did he say you're a conqueror?
0: Yeah.
1: He said you're more than a conqueror. Right. Right. In Revelation 3, it said they were made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the words of their testimony. Yeah. So when you share your testimony, you are more than a conqueror. Come on. Yeah. 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 So I am more than a conqueror. So when I get up and I go to the throne room, Miss Mary Ann, and I'm not having and I'm not talking about the bathroom, I'm gonna help some of y'all with that yeah. But when I go to my prayer closet, come on. Yeah. I'm not going in there weak minded and thinking that God don't love me. Come on. We don't get up every morning right. ready to charge hell with a water pistol. Come on. Right. right. We get up some mornings not understanding who we are and thinking about who we are in Christ Jesus. But he tells me to come boldly. He said, I am more than a conqueror. Right. right. More Northern conqueror means you much more than that, right? And we know conquerors down through the ages and through history. Miss Marion likes to read. Conquerors were people that people were scared of. Napoleon, people were scared of him. Yeah. He was a little short man, yeah. but he was a good general, right? Yeah, he was a lean, mean fighting machine. anybody ever watched the movie Patriot?
0: Yeah,
1: one of the best movies I've ever been seen in my life. And it's got some language in it, but I'm gonna tell you, that's a great movie. But Mel Gibson was a lean, lean fighting machine. When they started killing his boys, boy, he had something to prove. did yeah. Come on. Yeah. But he was willing to give his life for his country.
0: Yeah.
1: And his freedom. Hear me today, church. There's a time coming if the Lord tears. Some of us are gonna have. It's gonna cost us some things. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know we don't like hearing this kind of stuff. Pastor, just give me twi- twelve easy steps to a better life. Why, Jesus? Follow him. Be disciple. You want me to keep going?
0: Yeah.
1: Lead somebody else to Jesus. Give your faith away. Come on.
0: Right.
1: I can keep going. Knowing all things were more than conquered. Verse 38. Amen. He said, For I am convinced. This is the title of my message. Mm-hmm. For I'm convinced. That neither death nor life. That neither death nor life.
0: Yeah.
1: That neither death nor life. Yeah. Death nor life right. Yeah. You can take my life away. That it don't change the situation. Come on. Now, neither death nor life. Now he goes even further. He goes to the spiritual warfare right here. He says, "Demons are they real? You better believe it. And they're territorial too. You don't think there's demons that float around Lakeview, Alabama? You better. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. There's a big one around here. It's called addiction, drug addiction. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Right.
0: There's demons, but there's also
1: a way of Pulling down every stronghold. Come on. Amen. That exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. It's what what Scripture saying? He says neither demons, nor present, nor future, nor any powers. He just covered it all. Amen. Nor any power. There's nothing. Next verse. Neither height, nor death, nor anything else. All the creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord
0: yeah.
1: all things work together for our good yeah. Not all things will be good you
0: yeah.
1: know what he said a few verses earlier yeah. he works all things for our good now the apostle Paul is doing some preaching right here yeah. all right. I feel like when Paul pinning these words down he's probably in the Holy Spirit he's probably shouting oh, yeah. But if you go a few verses over, Paul's dealing with depression and people that have hurt him in the faith. Come on, yeah. go read chapter nine. Yeah. When he talks about people that have hurt him, everybody on the sound of my voice has been hurt by somebody. But you better let it go. Right, amen. Right. Right. You better go to them. You better make it right. Not because I'm trying to tell you what to do, because if we don't forgive, we won't be forgiven. Right. Yeah. We gotta let things go. Things we can't change, brother Keith. We gotta let it go. We gotta yeah. give it to God. Amen. Because there's nothing that can separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus.
0: Yes,
1: amen. I'm not going to let anything separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: I'm not going to let Daniel's situations that I can't change separate me from who God is. Right.
0: I'm
1: not going to let my perspective change. He said, nothing can separate us from the love of God is in Christ Jesus. Nor yeah, <laughs> anything else. He just kind of said, okay we just gonna cover it all. There's not one thing, right? There's not one thing that can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our who Lord. If He is our Lord, He directs our steps. He tells us what to do. Who is He on the earth today? The Holy Spirit. It is a He, male and gender. He is here. The Bible said He will lead you unto all truth. Come on, He. Who is the Holy Spirit? It's not Holy Ghost chill bumps on my arm, uh, Eric. You know what it is? It is a Holy Spirit power that lives on the inside of yeah, yes, yeah. Man. Come on. He will lead you and guide you into all truth, neither high nor dead. Remember, he said, no present, no future. And then a lot of us get entrapped by our past. Come on. You know what happened to me, here When I first got saved, the Lord had to give me some Holy Ghost amnesia. He had to help me forget about some things I did in the past. Come on. Some of us need to learn to forget about what we used to do. We need to learn to forget about the things that the blood of Jesus Christ covered. Come on, Satan never bring that up. Come on. You know what you used to do? Maybe you get in a situation you feel that Spirit of the carnality well up. Come on, I'm not talking to somebody today. Yeah. Maybe I'm just talking to the preacher. Yeah. But you feel that well up inside of you again? The Bible says it's not even decent to, to mention those things that were done in the dark. Yeah. We don't even talk about those things. You know, I'm real leery of people that want to talk about their past. Yeah, I used to go to the club. I used to shut it down on the weekend. I used to sleep around. It. I used to do this. Listen, you need to get sanctified. Yeah, you bragging about what you used to be when you should be excited about who you are. Come on, Come on, I'm talking to talk somebody today. Look, right. the Bible talks about that sin is fun for a season, but in the end, it leads to destruction. Amen. The Bible says, "In it, there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, leads to destruction." Broad is the gate that leads to hell And narrow is the path that leads yeah, to hell yeah. We don't talk about stuff called holiness And sanctification anymore I had somebody ask me in a forum while back, What is sanctification? Sanctification is the process of me becoming more like Christ right. So I'm less like the world I'm not a call yeah. I'm a Holy Ghost field I'm known a child of God right. Amen. We used to think sanctification was about how we dressed Or how we looked now, If you live right, you're going to look right let me say All that. Right, yeah. But you don't need somebody standing in the pulpit telling you how to live. You need the Holy Ghost telling you how to live. Yeah. Yeah. Now listen, here's what I'm saying. The word of God is true, but I don't need to beat people over the head and tell. Because if I'm having to direct them on how do they live, come on. Yeah. I didn't preach the word. And I'm saying something right here that people need to hear. The Holy Spirit is a teacher. The Bible says yeah. he will lead you adultery. Yeah. Amen. When we get hung up on what I can do, we forget about who he is. Right. Come on. If I get hung up on what I used to be, I forget about what I am now. Yes. I don't know where I'm hanging out right here, but apparently the Holy Spirit wants me to hang out right here. Forget about what you used to be. Can the Holy Spirit help you forget about it maybe not technically forget about it but I can't tell what he do he can fix your lives you know the Bible my daddy told me this one time I was struggling with something as a new Christian my daddy got me in the car and he sat down in the car I mean he didn't crank the car up Miss Marianne but he sat me down in the car and this is what he said son I want you to look straight ahead I said I thought I was going to get a whooping again I was already grown come on I want you to look straight ahead he said what did you see I said, it's real easy. He said, no, what do you see right in front of you? I said, a windshield. He said, what do you see right here on the windshield? I said, a rearview mirror. He said, there's a reason the windshield's bigger than the rearview mirror because you need to be looking ahead, not behind. You. That's
0: right.
1: I only yeah. use that rear view mirror to look behind me. Come on. maybe check my makeup. And I'm not going to wear makeup I'm mean, not that kind of church. Y'all hear me. But what I'm trying to say is, our future is greater than our past. Come on. Yeah. He said, your former days will be better than your latter. You know what he yeah, said? He is. Yeah. The Holy Spirit, that he's going to be pouring out on the church. You say, well, Pastor Rex, it sure don't look like it. There's revival coming to the church. It's going to look like what we've never seen before. Amen. Amen. I believe that there's such an anointing that's going to cost the church something. Hear what I'm saying. That's coming on the church that, maybe you can be in the grocery store and have such an anointing on your life that somebody can walk up beside you with stage four cancer and God will heal him. Yeah, amen. He said he will pour his spirit out upon all flesh. Yeah. The yeah. signs and the wonders will follow him that believe right. yeah. He said, well, Pastor X, I don't know about all that. do go read the word. I know that. I had a friend of mine, I closed with this. Hey, this it's my first time to close today. But I had a friend of mine that went to Wittum, Brazil on a missions trip. He said, Southern Baptist fellow, my prayer partner boy at Mercedes when I worked in Mercedes, one of the most godly men I've ever been around. He still takes me just about every Sunday praying for you today brother. That's a friend, right? We're, we're disconnected by mind, we don't work together no more. But he's still was telling me, he'll text me two or three times a week. I thought about you. I'm gonna send you this scripture. That's a friend. Amen. He said, I'm in Brazil We're on a missions trip. Lady comes in one night and her teeth are rotted out of her head. She's an elderly lady. And she's got abscesses in her mouth. And the Holy Spirit, let me tell you something about world third world countries. Come on. Let me tell you what poverty does to people that don't have anything. They don't have doctors and medicine and money to lean on. They got God. Amen. And they don't trust in things that they don't, they can trust in something that they don't see. He said, but she came down for prayer that night and she kept saying that she could hurt her mouth and her head were hurting her. And he said, the, the pastor and two of the people that came with him. We laid hands on her, and I literally saw God put teeth in this woman's head that were like. Wow! Wow,
0: man! Great Lord!
1: He said there was such a power of God in that room. God not only healed her mouth, but He restored her. Wow! He said the next night. The next night they were doing Bible schools and middle churches during the day, and Brother Keith having services today. He said, The next night, she brought five more people with her. The next night, more people. There was a lady walked in with a with, I don't know, he said, I don't know if she had polio or what. She came in the next night, she walked out, she walked in that room with a hobble, she left out there walking straight. Wow. Wow. He said, I'm telling you that those people there believe God. He said, well, the Bible says the signs and the wonders shall follow them who believe. It don't matter what people say. I'm going to believe God. It don't matter what the world says. And the more, listen, church, I'm going to give you some real simple elementary education right here. The more of this I put in here, the more I'm going to believe. Come on. But the more of the world I put in my mind, the more I'm going to believe what the world says. Right. And I know you said, "Well, Pastor, that's real simple." The Bible says that we're made new and we're changed by the renewing of our mind. You know what He said said? Apostle? Yes. That you are able to test and approve and to judge. Yeah. And discern what is good and right. You know what the Scripture said? Amen. I'm a firm believer. Miss Marianne, that the greatest gift that the Holy Spirit's given his church in these last days is the spirit of discernment. Yeah, We'll say this one more time and I'm going to leave it alone. But if people will talk about somebody else to you, they're going to talk about you to somebody else.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hear what I'm saying today, church. You hear what I'm saying. And it may be somebody that's a believer, but I'm telling you, we need to be lifting people up. Right. Mm. Barnabas was called the encourager, the son of encouragement, wasn't he? Because he wouldn't get involved in stuff that wasn't God. Come on, did Barnabas have issues? Yeah, him and Paul did. He? Yeah, down the road, go read it for yourself and in Acts. In Galatians, in Colossians, they talk about it. Talk about Barnabas again. The point I'm trying to make is the devil will use anything. You know what I'm saying? It's not just gossip. God can heal you, can you ever heard somebody say that? Amen. That's for New Testament times, that's not for today. Do you really believe God's going to turn their finances around <laughs> if you do it God the way He'll turn it around? Amen. Now, hear what I'm saying today, church
0: I'm not saying none of this can
1: hurt nobody, but what we allow in our spirits to fix our faith. Yeah, now He says we're well, more than overcomers. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. Judge what you say before you say it to somebody else. And what I'm about to say to somebody else is, is it line itself with the word of God? Anybody ever had to have those hard family conversations? Come on. I don't know why, but the Holy Spirit wants us to go out here for a moment. Anybody ever had to have a hard conversation with somebody in your family? It's not easy because you love your family. You grew up together. Maybe your parents. I don't know the situation. But more than any, more than any other time, we need to be asking for the Holy Spirit to order our steps and direct our words. What we say to people speaks death and life. The Bible says those who love it will eat its fruit. Yeah. Be careful about what we say to people. Be careful about what we address and how we address people. Brother Ken Shelton that pastored here for Brother Keith some seven over 17 years. Every Sunday morning Colin, when he met you, what did he call you? God. Yeah. And I remember the day that Ken and Sandy retired. We had them celebration. After 17 and a half years of walking into what they walked into. You know what he called him before he walked out? You keep serving him, God. Bat me and hug me. You keep working, man God. Yeah. yeah. What he was doing was in life and God lives. Now I'm you today, church, when we start understanding who our God is, there's no devil in hell that can stop the plan that God has for your life. Right. I'm talking to mamas and daddies. When you start speaking life over that situation, Eric, there ain't no devil in hell can stop your boys. Come on. There's no assignment of the enemy that can stop your family and what God's doing. Your family. What you're doing is showing your boys what going to church and serving God will. That means something. Amanda, what you do every day for those little fellows, it means something. It means more than any job you could ever have because they will remember, mama. And they're gonna remember mama teaching them about Jesus yeah. and taking them to church and loving them unconditionally. Come on, talk me yeah. that. Yeah. Boy, go, Sadie, she's just a little big thing now. We love her to death. But when she gets big enough to start comprehending anything, she's gonna love daddy because daddy shows her Jesus. Yeah. She's gonna yeah. love daddy unconditionally. Yeah. But when daddy shows her Jesus and shows her the power, of prayer and going to church, you know what she's gonna do? She's gonna realize the importance of it. Right. Yeah. So I'm talking to Miles and Peggy's in here. You know where the attack's coming today? It's against the family. Yeah. The attack is against the family today. You know what we're concentrating on the church? You know why we're offering parenting class? Because we're going to help the family. Yeah. Yeah. You know why we're having men's ministry and men's fellowship? Because we want to help men yeah. Yeah. You know why we're doing outreach? Because we want to reach the lost that's outside of these buildings. There is no place to stop, church. He has made us overcomers. We are more than overcomers. But there's a way that his word says we must do. And if we know the word, we can do it. It don't matter, Jennifer, what's happened in the past. What matters is what God's got for you and in the future. It don't matter if you fail a hundred times. You'll be there again. The Bible says he will leave the 99 to find the Lord. Yeah. So what you're doing for that little boy and that little girl, bringing them to church, trying to live right, to serve God in front them, means something. It's of eternal significance. John and Boyd and David, when you run your businesses with integrity, God will put his approval on them. Will he not? When you do what's right, when you live what's right, when you love people unconditionally, Eric, when you turn that cheek in that atmosphere, buddy, I've been there. You're doing what's right. He will fight for you. I've been there and done I got the t-shirt. Didn't always do it right. I walked out of that plane a lot of days defeated because I made a mistake. But I bit back in there again and the Holy Spirit followed me right back in there. Come on. He's here to help us with life, church. Yeah. Neither death nor life. Anything present, anything to come. Hear Church, He's for us today. The next time you go to God and pray, sing that song that Terry J. I know that you are for me. I know that you are for me. I know that you will ever forsake me in my weakness. I know that you have come down, even if to ride upon my heart, to remind me who you are. He is for us today. You beat up enough out there. When you come in these doors, I want you to know He's for you. In our mistakes, in our weaknesses, in our shortcomings, He's for us. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. And we honor you today love you and we praise you God we praise you right now and I thank you God we have delivered our heart today through the power and the help of your Holy Spirit I thank you for that today, and I pray for those that walked into this room there are no mistakes everybody that was supposed to be here today is here today and I pray right now through the power of your Holy Ghost that you will touch hearts and lives and minds today yeah. I pray that you would give encouragement and peace that passes all understanding. I pray for those that have doubts in their minds, God, that are doubting themselves today. For moms and dads that may have thought and walked in this room and think I've blown it. For those that are second-guessing God and are doubting you today, I pray for a supernatural touch of your Holy Spirit right now. In Jesus' name, to touch them. I pray for businesses today. I pray for homes today. I pray for marriages today. I pray for children today. I pray for families that are fighting this war. For, for a ride and living for you every day. I pray that you would build a hedge of protection around them. I lift our church body up today. Those that are traveling, those that are out of town, I ask you to protect them and keep them and strengthen them. I ask you to heal our lost family members, to bring them in. We call them in in Jesus' name. We call in the lost in Jesus' name. We call in our lost family members. You have promised us our household. And God, we call them in. I pray for those that are downtrodden and discouraged, that are facing the spirit of depression. I stand against that in Jesus' name. Through the power of the blood of Jesus Christ and the truth of your word confirmed by your Holy Spirit that you move in this situation and you break this in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. There is no weapon formed against us That shall prosper. Hallelujah. Everybody look at me for a moment. He has made you the head and not the tail. Above and not beneath. I am more than a conqueror through him who loved me and died for me. Before I was formed together in my mother's womb, you died for me and you loved me. Come on. I remind myself of who he is. I remind my enemies of who he is. Come on. So when you go and you're attacked this week, I want you to remind your enemies of who he is. So when you have that conversation with that person, maybe they're struggling, you remind them of who he is. Come on. God's going to put somebody in your life this week to remind them of who he is. You say, well, Pastor Rex, how do I remind them? I can tell my story. Come on, better than anybody else. Tracy's got a story that she can share that somebody else, Tracy, needs to hear. Amen? Amen. And if I don't share that story, I may be robbing somebody else of their of their breakthrough. Huh? Right. And I'm not being con- I'm not being uh, being condemning today. I'm not trying to be that or, or show condemnation. I'm just letting us know, Church, when we get outside these walls, there's still work to do. Yeah, Amen. There's a God to worship in here. There's a word to hear. There's a place to serve. But there's a people out there that need to hear your story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And God will open the yeah had an opportunity this week it worked i am done with this walked in a room somebody looked at me and said i just asked, how you do? I need you to pray for me walked in
0: the
1: room I need you to pray for me you know what I was doing this morning? I had stuff, papers to go put in the copy room I had a gym, I gotta go you know what I mean? When I walked in that room, she, this person said, "Will you pray for me?" And I said, "Yeah." Well, I, well, I'll pray for you. And the Holy Spirit said, "Stop now, and pray. Ask me. Can you pray?" No matter what you're doing, did you stop?
0: You know what my faith did? I'm
1: walking this way, and the Holy Spirit is. Oh, and I said, "Can I pray?" With you? And I said, "Yeah." And we had prayer. And I don't even know what I said, but I know I prayed. Cause you know what I know? I know the Holy Spirit prayed for me right there. Yeah. Yeah. He said, "I will give you the words to speak." Yeah, All right. It was like I wasn't even talking, boy. It was the Holy Spirit talking. But I can feel the power of God moving. Yeah. What I'm trying to say to you, church, there's somebody, Hallelujah, yeah. somebody somewhere this week is going to need you to speak into their life. You yeah. speak life. Yeah. Hallelujah! I feel this so strong in my spirit. Speak right. Yeah. Don't make no difference how bitter and how hurt they are. Speak life. Right. Behold the power of life and death in the tongue. Yeah. My wife has had to remind me a lot this week. You got to watch what you're saying. Quit speaking then. Come on, I'm being real. You're pastor. Yeah. You gotta pick yourself up. Come on. You gotta keep going. You gotta keep believing. We gotta keep working. Come on. Yes. You got to get up. Yeah. Speak life. Speak life. God will put somebody in your path. I believe that. I'm waiting for everybody in this room a divine appointment. More than one this week. You say, Well, Pastor, I don't know what to say. The Holy Spirit is having it for you. Yeah. If right. you uh, uh, approach that humbly, He will say it for you. Yeah. I mean, anybody needs special prayer before we go?
0: Thank you for tuning into this morning's message. If you were encouraged by this message and want to stay connected with the restoration fam, check us out at restorationmacala.com. For more messages like this, you can find us on Spotify and Facebook.